Hello and welcome back to the first Talk Norwich City podcast of the Premier League season. And what better way to kick things off than with Norwich City sporting director, an all-round nice guy, Mr Stuart Webber. I think you're a nice guy anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll see you. by the end of it. Um, yeah, exactly, see you in an hour. I want to start by talking about your drink of choice. Now we've got some, some wonderful conqu- Conquest lagers here from our primary sponsor Woodford, who are also of course linked with the club. You don't drink, that's fine. Black I'd tea. recommend it though. Even <laughs> I don't drink yeah, it. Yeah, of course. For, for the benefit of the sponsorship. Of course. Um, <laughs> buy this. Definitely. Black tea. Is that always been the go-to drink? Yeah, I love a bit of milk in the morning, but as the day progresses, I go black. Yeah, ideally Yorkshire. I think that's Tetley, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it, it actually is. No, you do not. Are you being serious? Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. No, seriously. On, you bit, you bit, tasted bit. that it was Tetley's. Are you like a tea connoisseur? Yeah, yeah. No, seriously. No, tea's like my. That and chocolate are my like go to. Wow. So um, chocolate, talk to me. Oh god. Bourneville? Dark? No, no, no. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's your house, but <laughs> No, no, but see, I remember on my first day at the club, um, I walked in, first person I saw was Johnny Alston and uh, said, Oh Johnny, how are you? you know. Um you know, talked about Leeds for a bit and he starts talking about shooting and all that. I said, It's tea here, mate. He's like, What? So what tea? And I'm look and he's like, Tetley's or something, I'm like, oh, what? So I've gone up to the chef, everyone's a bit nervous on my first day of like, oh my God, yeah. who's this guy? So excuse me, I uh, said, um, we've got to change this, mate. <laughs> He's like, what? Can you get Yorkshire tea? So then he literally brought in the next day, this Let massive bag. So now it's just Yorkshire tea. And we even take it away if we go pre-season training camp. He always goes, yeah, there's a little box of tea. So that was your first big move at the club? Mass- yeah. yeah, first big decision. So like this that. whole kind of Respect culture that. buzzword is nothing really. It's merely a change in tea Change of tea. That's, that's, Changed our fortunes. That's around. the secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amazing. Um, but I like, yeah, I like the tea. Brilliant. Now, I want to start with, with, with Colney, actually, because we met um, up at Colney. You kindly invited me a few months back. And I think walking around there, for me, was the real indication. Because as fans, we don't really get to see Colney. You're there day in, day out. You obviously arrived back in 2017, so it's been over two years two, now. Yeah. And although you know that promotion, which we'll get onto in a moment, was magnificent, how proud of you of what you're, you've seen and the culture you've created at your base, Colney? Yeah, really proud. I think I was in there yesterday, and um, you know it's almost finished. Mm. Oh, this phase is almost finished of the new gym and the the, well, the academy building's done. To be honest, and you sort of walk around with a sense of. And Steve Weaver's actually on holiday, so I texted him a couple of pictures and he's like, oh my God, you know, and it's sort of that sense of, wow, we, we sort of did it. But I think the most pleasing thing is, is this just, you know, this has been a group of a lot of people mm. working really hard together with the same direction. And we started off with a belief and a vision. Mm. And if we're honest, we didn't really know how that was going to be created. Um, and you sort of sit in a room and you're like, right, we want to create this. Okay, starting point, at least we know what we want. How are we going to do it? And I think that's been the most pleasing thing and, you know, Obviously, people like myself and, and Daniel get a lot of the the praise. We also get a lot of the flack yeah. when it goes wrong, which is which is fine. But it's so many people, mm. you know. And we've got like mm. a project manager, a, a lady called Floss Andrews, who's you know attention to detail is ridiculous. Mm. I'm walking around there yesterday, and I'm looking like just like a psychopath, really giggling to myself because it's little things. You go up, and the doors into the gym have got like the club crest on, right? You know the the wooden thing on the floor. The crest, you know, it's the details. And is and this, is, are these your that. choices or are these? No, this is hers. Pro- right, this okay. is hers and, and, and that's what I like. It, it's so many people and yeah. and what it is, it's a group of people who, who get on great, as much as, you know, we argue sometimes or whatever, yeah. but it's like, we've all got the same vision and yeah. we almost know that, no, that's that's what we want to do. And, and I think that's been great. And I think, you know, there's a guy called Damien Hughes, you should read his stuff, he's like um, the liquid thinker, the Barcelona way, some great books. Mm. And I remember, fortunately, he came into the club and I was talking to him and, and he said something which struck me and he goes, success leaves clues. And he's so right that, you know, when you go around, you see things and it's like, yeah, look, little things. Mm. And it's like, you know, so the success of what ended up being promotion, it's so many things mm. sort of come in together. Um, and that's what we're sort of most proud of, um, or I'm most proud of. And um you know, I'm really fortunate and Daniel's fortunate and uh, the owners are fortunate that we've got amazing staff, amazing people who all genuinely work together really hard, really care. And I think that's one thing you get now. Next time you'll come, you'll see it and you need to come as well is you get a sense of pride in the place. Yeah. You know, whether that it's not there before. I didn't feel it was there before. Yeah. And when I, when I spoke to people who've been there a long time, you know, I spoke to, to Russ about this a lot, um, you know, because I don't know if Russ has been on here, but obviously yeah, legend of the club, many times. top player, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, but one thing with his extremely intelligent bloke. Yeah. So sometimes you talk to footballers and some of them aren't the brightest or they, they you know, they don't, 
they don't know how to articulate yeah. what they want to talk about. Whereas Russ is outstanding, and you know, I got to know him really early doors, and I was like, come on, give us some of the, you know, tell us some of the lessons that you know I need to learn mm. as we as we sort of go forward, and. Um, yeah, you could sense from what he said, people like Wes who'd been here a long time, that there maybe wasn't, it wasn't really that sense of pride in the mm. club. And, and I think if you looked at, at Colney, it didn't stink of pride. Mm. It actually looked of run down, mm. not particularly tidy, not great. So, you know, proud is, you know, you're fortunate, you've invited me to your house tonight, which I'm grateful to do this. You walk in and everywhere's tidy, you're obviously proud of your house and where you live. Of course. You know, bed sheets as well. You bed sheets, well. exactly, yeah. Especially for you. Perfectly groomed cat. Uh, <laughs> well, a bit arrogant, just didn't want to say hello, but we'll leave that. Probably because I had no milk, so she didn't have any milk to, to drink. But um, yeah, but you know, and I think that's what we've created. And the, the key thing is now is how do we keep people humble and, and keep that and, and take that pride on to the next levels? That's our that's our biggest uh, challenge going to be going forward. I think. I think when when we met and, and chatted last time, the, the thing that really struck me with you, and you've mentioned it there, that the books you've mentioned, you take kind of personal development as a as a man, not just as a club, really seriously. So, do you think you're almost setting that example for people to to work to? Because essentially, everyone at the club looks up to you. Well, I'm sure everyone does. Um... But on I don't know. You'd have, you'd have to ask the, the people. Really, it's hard for me to talk about. All I can talk about is, I truly believe in making an environment where people can talk about anything right. and feel safe and feel secure make and mistakes. make mistakes and all them things. Now, of course, it's like life. There's only so many mistakes you can make, and then you get the sack. Or if you're a footballer, you get sold or whatever. Um, same with me. There's only so many I can make, and eventually, dealer might go go on off you go, and and that's that's right. That's fair, but. You've got to create an environment. The only way you grow is through mistake, make mistakes. It's the only way you get better in any walk of life. I try, I, that's a deep belief. So it's like we have to create an environment where that's all right. Okay. And the key is I always say to people, I can live with mistakes as mm. long as they're honest. Okay. What I can't live with is a mistake if actually you've been lazy and then you've made a mistake to try and cover up something you haven't done. Mm. That, that's the unacceptable bit. Um, so, you know, but if it's an honest mistake, yeah. And we have to, because of our restrictions as a club, sort of from a financial point of view and we're sort of trying to punch above our weight doing it how we're sort of doing it you know we have to work harder we have to be more creative and we have to take more risks and with more risks become potentially more mistakes yeah so you know when we're signing players when we're bringing certain staff when we're doing this academy development all these things that we're doing they're risky so it's like it can go wrong mm. you know and not all the players we signed have gone right mm. some have been brilliant which is great but some have gone wrong it's like well yeah that's where we're dealing with whereas Listen, you can still get it wrong if you spend 100 million, of course, but um, that's the thing, but we have to create that. And I think I'm, I'm a guy who's learned a lot since I've been at the club and learned, you know, and read a lot and spoke to a lot of people about, first of all, I have to show a vulnerability. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm always the first, if we start a meeting, I'm always 100%. the first to go, I've got this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. Let's just get it off the table now. I'm not the guy who goes, right, well, where have we gone wrong? Because they need to feel that, all right, well, he's if he can admit to mistakes, maybe so can I. Mm. Um, and trust me, I make more mistakes than all of our staff sort of put together, yeah. um, and that, you know that's fine. And you know I'm fortunate that people above me, in terms of uh, Dealer Michael and the board, they also accept that and they understand that. You know, and, and certainly Dealer Michael are extremely clever and un they get culture. Mm. I think um, they've never. Is that because of you, or is that a, a deep? No, they've no, no, no. They've always got. They get it more than me because they're, they're they're years of experience of it. But I think they. But that, ne that hasn't necessarily shown within the football club. No, it hasn't, and they're the first to admit that. Right. And. You know, I talk to them a lot, and, and they always say the same things. You know, thank you for letting us get near to it. I think wow. there's always been a. Nice. Well, I remember my first day, my first sort of interview with them. I said to them, um, because I'd come from an environment at Huddersfield where I spoke to Dean Hoyle every day, right. every single day, the owner. Even if he was shooting pigeons in Argentina, which he did, which I could never get my head around. Why, why do I want to shoot a pigeon? In Argentina um, as well. In Argentina. It's because they're easy to shoot. I'm like, oh. well, it's not really challenging, is it? You know? But, um, never knew that. Anyway, that, yeah, we, yeah, we had that story with him. But, um, but uh, so every day, because it's like, what's your club? You own it. You mm -hmm. should be, I need to be unbelievably transparent to you because effectively I'm working for you. Yeah, and then, the, you know, the supporters and all the rest of it, that's what we're here. When you're at a football club, that's, that's what it's there for. So I said to Dealer and Mike, I said, how often do you go to the training ground? Never. And I've gone. Right, why? Yeah. We're not allowed. What? Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that's everyone, everyone. Everyone I tell a story goes. I'm not. I'm like. That's like someone saying to me, I can't go in my own back garden. Yeah. It's like, uh, no, I think I am. Yeah. Um, and it's just a <laughs> wife, and it's like, no, I'll do what you want. Um, but 
she goes, no, 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 they don't like us to fraternise with the players and be around. I'm like, I think that's our biggest strength. Yeah. Because you two are two agreed. unbelievably successful people. Yeah, agreed. Unbelievably high moral valued people. Mm. We need you rubbing off on literally everyone, whether it's the ground staff or the club yeah. captain or whatever, like being around it. And um, we've opened that up and, and, you know, Delia says whether it's lip service or not, I don't think so because I don't think she's that type of person. It's like... Thanks for letting us get involved because now they're over stuff, and I think that then helps Amazing. breeds a culture. Because when we talk about we're all in it together, yeah. that doesn't work if you've got owners stuck over on an island there, and everyone's like, oh, we're all in it together, but they don't ever talk mm, to us. Yeah. You know, it doesn't work, does it? So like when we sign a new player now, we always get the families in to see see Delia and Michael and okay. go join them at a game. Does she cook them a meal? No, um, she has someone to do that for her. <laughs> Okay. That, that level. Surely that um, would be quite good for negotiations from now on, Stuart, to get Delia as part of the transfer fee to, to cook a three course, perhaps. I don't. I don't know. Or Gorsa, maybe. Okay, <laughs> Chris, let's go a couple of years back when when Stuart first arrived. It's good yeah. tea, by the way. Sorry. Cheers. Yeah, he, he doesn't usually perform with hot beverages, so, yeah. so really, so, so good work. Oh, um, anyway, let's go a couple of years back. <laughs> yeah. How did you think this was going to play out? Because we'd come off the back of a fairly underwhelming championship season. We knew we needed change, but mm. we weren't quite sure what change we needed because we'd never seen it before. Yeah. And are we in a position now where you thought we'd be, or are we ahead of the ahead of the curve? One hundred million percent ahead of the curve. Um, definitely, I think probably two seasons, if I'm honest. Right. Um, there was no expectation for me to get promoted this season at all. I thought that we could have been in and amongst it for sure, but to win the league in the in the um, in the style that we did was just you know unbelievable. I think when before Stuart came in the door, I was again I was I didn't really know what to expect, but watching the first interview made made a lot of sense. Spoke quite straight with facts mm. and and the, and the principles of what he wanted to carry out the club impressed me impressed a lot of the fans. Um, so, I, so I trusted Stuart straight away, which is which is important, I think. Um, and I think it's quite good. Um, I think sometimes people at, at, at the top of the tree at clubs can have an aura and speak in a language that doesn't really sit with fans at all. It's like, no, 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 I'm bigger and better than you, and I'm just I'm going to kind of just feed you every now and then. And for me, straight away, I thought, right, this is good. And it actually wasn't that interview. It was I went to a, a business network event. Um, and it was maybe one or two months after Stuart was in the door and he was up on stage with uh, Steve Stone and the way that Stuart was talking I was a bit shocked in a, in a good way because I was sitting in the room going cool, blimey, hello Honestly? You know, yeah, yeah, I was like we've not had that in a long, long time and you know, we all know who we're talking about to be honest with you um, and for Stuart to sit up on that stage and be like no, I think that we spent you know way too much in terms of wages on players and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, this is refreshing. Um, but yeah, for me, very impressed, well ahead of the curve. And thanks. It's there you go. Thank you. Finish now. <laughs> I'll do. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> it's very easy to sit here now and say it's all worked marvelously the last couple of years. Did you have genuine belief that you could take Norwich City? Of course, with Daniel's help and everyone else's help. But did you genuinely believe that you could get us to the Premier League? Yeah, I wouldn't have come off wise. Right. Um, what did you see in us? I see, saw, and still see right. um, unbelievable potential. So, for, for me, when when you talk about a job, the most important thing for me is, um, and my wife worries every time I go home. I think that the the thing will come of I'm bored now because okay. that's what happens. Um, it's about the project, so it's not about the. You know, I've been fortunate to work at Liverpool, so I worked at a huge club with great mm. people world-class managers and all the rest of it. So that doesn't overly go, oh yeah, I just want to go work for Man City or whatever, not at all. Um, it's the project which which attracts me. And what I saw here, and as fortunate, and me being here, whether people like it or not, it's down to my wife having been here previously. Yeah. Um, because she, as soon as the call comes, she goes, you have to go and talk to him. Right. Because she knows what makes me tick, obviously. Yeah. Um, but she also knows the sort of type of project I, I like. And, and what I saw here was, I really like the fact that we're the only club in the region. Yeah. That, mm. In the know, region, not the county. So yeah. we're dismissing everyone else in the region as well. Is there anyone? Ipswich, but irrelevant probably. Okay, yeah. Are they are they same? <laughs> yeah. Well, Eastern region. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're the only oh, big club no. in the region. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amazing. No, 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 it's obviously the great history in Um 
but no, but you know, in terms of that sort of one club city, but the only one in the county yeah. then. Um, yeah. And I looked at that and I thought, wow, you know, and then I thought, right, they've got a category one academy. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got oh, sensible owners. Yeah. Um, maybe not with the capability financially as others, but they've got, you know, you know that you can go and have a sensible conversation with them. I looked at it and thought, Craig, you know, there's so many things that we can get sort of right here. And, uh, and there was so much, I felt, having met them, I'm going to get freedom in the role to make mistakes, mm. but also try things and, um, you know, be ambitious and sort of be ambitious for the club. Because, you know, I believe in like legacies and you want to leave something behind where the next person come and go, you know what, whether we like them or not, because I'm not, it's not about a popularity contest. For me. I don't really care if people like me or not. I don't want that. But what I do want is at the end that people go, you know what, he left our club in a better state. Um, I didn't like the bloke. And, and that's fine, because you can't please everyone. Yeah. Uh, you'd rather everyone liked you, of course. Absolutely, of course you would. But, you know, that's not a primary concern. Trust me. Um, is uh, Yeah, no, you'll have the same, wouldn't you? Some people would go, you know, Nobbe's doing that or whatever. And other people go, oh, it's the best thing ever. Yeah. So we, you can never please everyone. So... Um, but it was that, and it was the potential of, of the club, and, and that, you know, it's little little thing or big things, but I remember when we went to Arsenal away in the Cup, yeah. sat there going, there's 8,000 people here on a Tuesday night for a yeah. League Cup game where it could easily be Arsenal against Norwich Reserves, couldn't it? It could have yeah. easily been that. Yeah. And it's things like that, Wigan last season, yeah, okay, I know we're trying to get promotion, blah, 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 it's 12 o'clock, and it's like turning up to a... It's a, a long trip. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. it like turning up to play our final or something, yeah. wasn't it? And you know, I was like, said to... Um, my wife as we're driving in I'm like look all these like, just yellow shirts everywhere like half ten in the morning yeah. it was like bizarre and it's like all that sort mm. of stuff and then you know I looked at the, the train round and thought oh my god we can make this amazing not the biggest in the world mm. but we're never going to be the biggest club in the world was, so it, was it the fact that the, the key pillars were in place and you just felt that you were the man to move them forwards and kind of blend them in the right in the right way yeah definitely yeah because the potential's there you know this could have been anyone sat here would have could have done this um, okay. I truly believe that it's just it needed a vision it needed strength and it needed a clear plan and an understanding that during that plan bits were going to go wrong but okay. stick to the plan whereas I think football's not the most complicated industry in the world in my opinion um, but what people can't do they can't go through the rough bit mm. and if you look at success any success it normally starts alright because mm. everyone's behind it yeah enthusiastic mm. it's going to be great we yeah. love it da 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 then you go through a real difficult period where everyone just questions it. Which literally did. everyone. Um, and then normally you get an end result at the end of it, did don't you? Did you question it? Um, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't mind admitting it. I had moments in the last, the first year, yeah. dark moments of like, is this going to work? Oh, my dog all sort of going, what? Because I was convinced it was going to work and I never went away from it was going to work because I truly believe in what we do and how we do it. Yeah. I was watching all the work going on every day. The bit which was getting me messing my head a little bit was, I thought there'd be more signs by now. Right. Like, you know, it's a bit like, like I've, I've, you've probably heard me say before, it's a bit like prayer, preparing a field to sow it and all the rest of it and then grow the grass. It was a bit like, I want to see some shoots. Where are the, where are the <laughs> yeah, shoots? Yeah, you want to see some And it was grass, like, yeah, there was yeah. too much of like, flipping heck, it's not growing here. What's, yeah. <laughs> give it more water, yeah. give it more fertiliser, whatever. Um, so yeah, no, there was, there was moments for sure. And, yeah. and loads of times where I questioned myself of, Maybe I'm just majorly wrong here. Right. Maybe Huddersfield was luck. Wow. You know, maybe it weren't. Uh, maybe our, it wasn't a plan. Maybe it was just we were the luckiest people ever Our to exist. Saying that. That's um, huge. And yeah, no, there, there was times, and um, yeah, the times. Christ, I got low, like you know, in terms of in my own head, people wouldn't have known it working with, and never have known it. But you know, when I went right. away and I went home, or I went took my dog for a walk, or on a long drive, whatever, you know, or my closest people, um, I'd speak to them as if like. Open act, I'm not like, sure about this. Maybe I'm just shit. Um, you know, is it me? Like, you know, because and what the hardest thing was was during that period, like Dealer and Michael and the rest of the board. To be fair, their support was unbelievable. Yeah, and even the supporters, you could sense that everyone was like, "We just want it to work." Yeah. and it was like so hard because I'm looking at these faces mm. upset, and um, you know, on some of them days, you know, keep it out away or whatever, and I'm like. I'm looking at like the 1500 fans behind the goal as you know the fourth goal went in or whatever and I'm like oh, sorry mm. you know and that sort of like I'm driving home and I'm seeing them in the services and I'm dying for a tour I think I can't stop because I'm actually embarrassed wow I'm embarrassed that I feel like I'm part of letting you lock down and I know you all want us to do well That's and that was where it was really hard and, That's and so good um, to hear, honestly so like when it turned round and at the end it was like 
A, it was a relief, to be honest, yeah. that, that we did what we did. That, that was the first feeling for sure of like, thank God that's over. But secondly, it was like, thank God that everyone who's mm. followed it and supported it and stuck with it are now getting a yeah. great summer of partying and enjoying themselves, you know, because it was, yeah, it was tough, i got to say, yeah. I remember a key point, that it was pre the Ipswich game where we drew 1-1 with them when mm-hmm. Lawrence scored. I remember me and Jack had a podcast before that and we'll openly admit we both said on record if Daniel Farker doesn't get a result here we're not sure. Was there ever a point for you where you thought we might need a new head coach or were you like 100% no Daniel Farker's the man it's going to happen? Was there ever a point where you've doubted him? No not at all Um, and to be honest I was so relaxed somehow at the start of this season. Okay. Because we were analysing the games and we were looking at everything and we, we knew we were really close. Mm. Not closer than go and win the league. That'd what made be you like. think you were really close? Because the performance was telling us that. So okay. like we looked at Birmingham away, we should win that game. Yeah, yeah. It's only the manner that we end up drawing it with a last minute equaliser. Everyone's a bit like, oh, saved a point. It's like, well, no, but when you watch the game and analyse it properly, that's a game we should have won comfortably. Yeah. Same with West Brom at home. Tim yeah. Cool, Howler, yeah. uh, Jordan Rose misses really a penalty. Good wasn't it? Really good performance. Yeah. And suddenly we're sat there, 3 1 down, going, what's going on here? Yeah. And um, whatever. Then, to be honest, then Sheffield United away. Well, we didn't actually play great, but mm. it's that's where the toss of a coin is. Like, Morris likely goes through on one on one. If he squares it and we score, we maybe win the game 2 yeah. 1. Pookie, if you remember, is scoop over the bar yeah. from a yard after Rhodes hits the post. They score in 94th minute. So that could easily have been a 2 1 away win. Then we beat Preston with our still believe one of our worst performances of the season so that's when your head's a bit like oh, football just doesn't make mm. any sense and then even Leeds was like we've done alright there and it's hard because you've lost 3-0 so it's really I, and I get anyone who goes shut up mate what are you on about you've just got beat 3-0 first 20 minutes that we, game we yeah. Were good. yeah and you think if we take the lead we might win 3-0 yeah. but, and, and let's not forget at that point Leeds could do no wrong could they no. they were like Real Madrid on yeah. you know ecstasy or something they were like just you know everyone thought they're going to win a lead by 200 yeah. points or something um <laughs> And we were at the well, nothing could go right, and then you know, and then went Portland Road, which was never going to be a great game. That was the catalyst for me. Uh, that leads, that leads. It felt, although we played well in the first twenty, it still felt like we walked out so deflated and crushed, mm. even though we had that good first twenty. Was was that was that a catalyst for you in terms of like really going popping, seeing think, that grass? I think Todd point? Todd said on the, the last podcast that for him that was the game that changed it for them because they knew they yeah. had to step it up. Mm. And they'd seen what was going on in the championship. Mm. We hadn't won at that point. We'd just been run off the park by Leeds. And they thought, shit, we need to step this mm. up. Otherwise, we're not going to get where we want to go. Was it a similar point from your perspective as well? Yeah, and I think we went to Cardiff, didn't we, three days later? Yeah. And were magnificent. Dennis Shrebeni, master show. Yeah, the white drug that yeah. night. Um, <laughs> I and, love that guy. Um, um, Talk to me about his Have you seen him in his icon hat, by the way? Yeah, he wears it every day. Do you, does he? That's Do you rate it. it? Do you like it? Yeah, I mean, it works. Would you would you wear it? An icon hat. Not an icon, icon hat, no. I'd okay. wear a McLaren F1 one or something. Yeah, yeah, no, fair play. Anyway, um, sorry, Cardiff away, Dennis Rebeni. What does icon even mean? Is he suggesting he's, he's an icon? He's oh. the boss, yeah and, yeah. and I think he is, to be honest. Yeah. Okay, I've changed my opinion on the hat now. Um, <laughs> does that fit into the culture? You're going to have to give him a new hat. <laughs> I, know, I just thought it was a sponsor or something. Um, <laughs> I realised you meant, oh, yeah, let's change it. See him next Woodford's week. Brewery. Get him in a Woodford's Brewery. Yeah, yeah, that'll yeah, yeah. Sort it out. Yeah. Think about it. Anyway, Cardiff. Uh, yeah, and then we went to Cardiff and we were brilliant that night. Yeah. Like, really, really good, you know, mm. against... Um, yeah, they made changes, but they still had what you'd good... good exp- they weren't mm. a bunch of kids. Ex- Max scored that night, right? Max scored the yeah. third, I think. Yeah. Um, I think that was Buendia's first start. Was it? I think. I can't remember. He did all right, Come he? on, he yeah, yeah, he's okay. Um, yeah, but that yeah that night seemed to be like... As well, it just seemed to be... Now, we're getting momentum. We just need to win a game. And, you know, we come back then after the rips, which game we had the interest mm. come back and... And then we knew that was a big week. Middlesbrough at home, Reading away midweek, QPR away. Because all three were like, no, these are winnable. Because Middlesbrough, how they played, were like, no, we can beat them. They're not. I like it. Um, yeah. Then you go Reading away, we think we're better than them. QPR. So, and then we won three in a row, didn't we? And I think, I think we won five or six in a row. And then it was, it just built and built and mm. built and built, didn't it? But um, For me, that, that Leeds game was, was it, I think it, the Ipswich goal and the, the, the March Lightning goal was the real turning point. But... Going back to Leeds, because it was the kind of first time where the pink dressing room thing really came about. <laughs> and Leeds really, really went to town with that after the game. Yeah. Now, in your head, when you're saying at the end of the first season, you're starting to doubt yourself. You're thinking, was it luck? What's going through your head when everyone's piling and going, what a joke? Do Norwich honestly think that this is going to help them 
Pink dressing room. Because yeah. I know it's the whole marginal gains thing, but were you thinking at this point, actually, I don't know what's going on here? No, not really. Um, yeah, I mean, the pink dressing room is a pink dressing room. I mean, it's funny because... But it's that whole culture, it's more than that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part of the marginal sort of games. And ironically, we lost four games at home and only two away. So... Mm. We might scrap that next year. <laughs> um, what colour next year? Yeah, I don't know. I think brown could work. Brown, yeah. Blue? Yeah. She's failure, yeah. isn't it? Colour of failure. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Um, colour of failure. Colour of League um, One. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Welcome to the Talk Not City podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, um, what no. were you feeling embarrassed at that point? Yeah. No, no, at that point, not so much embarrassed. It was more a feeling of. Just turn around, please. Like we, like we deserve better than this, you know. Like I was looking at like mm-hmm. the work of Daniel and his staff, the work of the players, you know. Like, like they were putting so much into that pre-season, and they were working so hard, and the group was so close knit and together, you know. Like the spirit and everything, because normally when things aren't going well, you can see them three aren't talking to each other. That you know, you can feel mm-hmm. it in a club. I've been in, in clubs where it's like that, and it's horrible. But it weren't. It was like anything. It was like feeling like this is getting sort of stronger here. What, what's nice. going on? And and that's where like we probably never got into sort of panic mode. It's probably at that point though you've just got to keep reminding everyone of the plan and, and keeping it calm. Mm, yeah. And you know what, you have to put the tin hat on as well and take the stick which comes your way um, and understand it as well. You know, and at no point during periods like that, any of the stick which come away, did I blame people? Because I'm mm. like, you know what, if I've paid a lot of money mm. and I'm watching that and I don't, you know, I, it's not supporters' jobs to analyse a performance. And go, yeah, but no. da, 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 da. they see the result, of course, and that's fine. Um, you know, likewise. We beat Preston two 0 and we're we're probably all a bit down of like, oh, you know, that's not yeah. how we want to play. Everyone's like, yeah, great, you know, Teddy's goal and and uh, Pookie or whatever, you know, yeah, yeah great game. Well, I don't know you watch a different game, but that's the supporters' job and they're right. So I think at that point we understood it, but it's about then keeping calm and not sort of panicking because, mm. and I think that's where we probably get it wrong in football as an industry is people overact when it's good. It's about to say that, yeah, and then overact when it's bad, mm. and it's like sometimes you just have to be that sort of steady guy you know and, yeah. and you've got a, a woman or whatever and you've got to sort of understand that you know we've got to ride this it's going to get better mm. um, if you truly believe in the I work like which is going whatever if you don't then you have to change it and you have mm. to be brave enough to change it but uh, yeah it was an interesting you, time. you spoke there about that that tight-knit squad and I think everyone could see that both on the pitch we were fantastic it felt like off the pitch it was a real special group was that part luck part fantastic recruitment or was it all right we need these people to do this on the pitch and also have these characteristics off the pitch because I listened to the interview with Kieran with Michael Bailey a few few months ago and it felt more you you're recruiting for more than just them traits on the pitch it feels like it's that humbleness off as well yeah absolutely it's a huge point for us so and we haven't got it right all of the time for sure but yeah so it's not luck luck has to play a part yeah. because you can put loads of good people together and they can still not get on make your own luck exactly but uh, yeah yeah absolutely but yeah no for sure when we analyse a squad of the first season and we're going into the next season it's like we need you know we call them cultural architects we need a couple of these you know and people like Tim Krul Jordan Rhodes gonna say, yeah. were signed as much listen they're both fantastic players as well let's get it right Jordan's goal record and Tim's experience or whatever but um but it was much about their personality as their football in ability mm. um, because we needed that in the dressing room. That part of keeping Alex Tetty yeah. was that of like, you know, when everyone, two-year contract, you know, his knees, da, 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 da. it's like, well, no, but he brings more than that because we knew yeah. that Russell's journey with the club was over. Mm. We knew that Naismith, who was really good at that as well, although I know in terms of performance, people would question that, but in terms of in the dressing room, brilliant. So we knew that was over. Wes had gone, Cameron Jerome. It's like we needed to create a new set of leaders because mm. it was... Um, you know, a lot of young players, a lot of players who were playing in the country mm. for the first time. If you take Mario, his first year was hard. Yeah. So he wasn't ready to be a real leader because he was still mm. trying to find his own his own way. Um, so it's like we had to bring some of them in, mm. um, and you know, and then it's about then creating leaders within the group. You know, and I look at people like Jamal, how he's become a leader within the group. Wow, really? Um, I wouldn't have expected that. Yeah, absolutely. Tom Tribal. You know, people sure. like this who the ones you wouldn't. I can expect that, but, you know, but Jamal, it's interesting. In terms of, yeah, yeah. You know, in terms of setting tempo sometimes yeah. in training, it's, it's not always the ones you, you expect. Ben Godfrey, for sure. You know, he, he's, um, he's definitely a future captain um, material, you know, for sure. And Zimbo, you know, Zimbo's obviously at the end yeah, was captain, sure. but, you know, it, he's become now, you know, a real senior and leader within the group. So it's about creating that environment, which then that could naturally sort of mm. sort of happen and, and just give them the time and the trust and all that. In terms of the recruitment, Stuart, has there been a player 
this season that's surprised you? Where you've 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 maybe bought them in and you've thought you might you might blossom in you know a couple of seasons. Has there been a player that you've gone, wow, he's really gone well this season? Um, or did you I know we didn't expect them to do as well as they did? Certain ones I did. So Emmy's no surprise at all. Okay. No surprise at all. Uh, I remember saying to Daniel, we sold Pritchard mm. to Huddersfield. Yeah. Um, to Hammond for thinking I was like some plan or something, something not really. Um, but we'd signed Emmy that January. Yeah. It was done, and, but we left him where he was culturally and Azer on loan because we couldn't bring the loan and whatever. And I remember saying to Daniel, who was upset that uh, Pritchard had gone, obviously. Cause, yeah. yeah, well, he um, said that in Preston, the yeah. And I said to him, don't worry, we've got a player, 10 times a player of him. Wow. And, um, and what was his response? Yeah, me on I think he was like, <laughs> whatever, mate. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, I was thinking, well, I hope I'm right. But yeah. no, it was. And I remember actually Grant Hanley pre-season, Emmy got a bit of an injury and Grant was injured. So they, they weren't together. And I was talking to Grant out over in Germany at the pre-season training camp. And he said, he goes, who's this little kid? I'm like, what do you mean Emmy? Aye. You know, I'm like, aye. He's a good player. Like, All right, you can oh, tell right. that from that's you know. A, but you can sense you can sense yeah. a group, and then you watch two, three training sessions, and you're like, you know what, this guy's a proper player. Yeah. Um, so he, he wasn't a surprise. Um, See, Max Aaron's was a huge surprise. So we didn't recruit him. Yeah. But if you would have said to me this, if I would have said this time next year, Will Max Aaron's as an 18, turning 19 year old, play <sighs> whatever 41 games in a row, I'd go no, he wouldn't. Mm. No one, no, you know, no one could yeah. see that. Could he be good enough to do that eventually? Yeah, of course he could. Mm. That's why we promoted him to the first team. But you know, fair play to Daniel to trust mm. him, and then fair play to him taking it because what, what a year he had. The thing for me is with Emi Buendia particularly. I mean, we famously went on record saying that this stinks of Sergio Canos. Who helped us get promoted? Of course, way, so of course. But him. it reminds me very much of. I actually think that Norwich City in the past have got it right with transfers but I don't think the manager has been brave enough to give them the time and probably the management. It says probably a lot about Daniel Farker's man-to-man management, for sure, because with Emi Buendia, you thought, you know, they, I think it was that first performance where we thought, oh, God, I'm not sure about this, and then just bang, just clicked. So it's so good to hear from you that you, you always knew and that he was going to get the opportunity and he was going to do it 100%. Mm-hmm. And with Max, that was a big shot, wasn't it? Because a lot of people said... I remember there was there was so, there was a guy on on Twitter who was just like, why the hell are, you, are we starting Max Aaron's against Ipswich? He hasn't got the maturity. There's no way he'll be able to make a step up. Blah 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 blah. Starts him, never looked back. Mm-hmm. He is just an outrageous. I think the good thing player. with Max is not only is he fantastic on the pitch. I don't think that surprised me that much because I'd seen him through the through the youth ranks. But what really surprised me, him, Jamal, and Ben, was their maturity. So is that. Is that taught as well, or is that just gifted from from birth almost? Um, yeah, I think there's natural, right. you know. So I think Joao Lewis probably popped out as being a leader. Um, <laughs> Have you heard about the boy band, by the way? Todd Campbell came on here saying that him, Jamal, Godfrey, <laughs> and Max. Max are a boy band. Have you heard about that? No, I think Todd likes to think that they're <laughs> right, a boy band. Okay, right. I'm not sure the other three members would agree. Okay. <laughs> um, I think it's a bit in his head. Of, is Todd yeah, the lead yeah. singer, yeah? Yeah, he's definitely the lead sure. singer and the main okay. dancer and uh, he okay. writes the lyrics or whatever. Okay, right. He's Gary Barlow. Um, okay. Did you go watch Take That Car Road? Were you there? Yes. Yeah? yeah. What was your favourite song? Um, go on. Pretend you know them. The one, never forget. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Meaningful lyrics. <laughs> yes, very good. They're very talented. Gary Barlow's good though, isn't he? Top boy. Not the same that Robbie though. I'm so pleased someone else respects Take That. No, I like, I like to take that. Um, quickly on, on Todd, <laughs> do you like a man bun or not? No. You don't? No, I do not, no. Why? I you mean the head thing? The yeah, hair. No, the hair. No. I no. think that needs to be policy from now on, no man buns. Surely, that marginal gain, Stuart. You know, if someone grabs hold of that, you're drawing fouls. You're drawing fouls. Fa- you are, yeah, yeah, you sure. are drawing fouls. Still on a penalty. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about penalties. No, let's talk about penalties. Have you been literally smashing your head against the door this season over penalties? Or I, not? I think everyone has. Okay. I think because no, it's like the unexplainable, isn't it? Yeah. It's like such a talented group of players. Yeah. Such a ta- like Kane Clean never missed a penalty. Mario, yeah. I think he said he'd never missed a penalty. Jordan, I don't think he'd missed a penalty. I'm not sure Pookie'd ever taken one. Um, who else missed one? Was it just them four? Jordan missed two, didn't they? Um, there was just so missed many. six out of seven. I've tried to forget and, that. Um, shit. Yeah, it was annoying. It was annoying. Would you consider Timmy Cruel next season coming up for Penos? Like um, Jordan Pickford? Yeah. No. 
<laughs> okay, not don't rate him in that department. I've never seen him take one, but okay, just consider it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he'd do something stupid. He'd probably go with his right foot, and he'd be like, "What are you doing now?" <laughs> um, yeah. Quickly back to last season. Um, I think there's been a theme on this podcast. We spoke to Hux about his promotion season, Holty about that. The couple of promotion seasons, Todd had a game in which they won or went through and thought, "Right, we're promoted." Was there a game last season coming up to the to the to the final game where you thought, "Yeah, this is done. We're up." There's two main moments for me of the season. One was Forest away when we won there. And I remember close. I remember driving home mm. and I said to somebody who I worked with, "I said that was early on. That was early." Yeah. And I said, "We're going to be close here." He's like, shut up. I'm like, no, no, I'm telling you, we are going to be close. Wow. Because you could feel the spirit, you could yeah. see the momentum. That. Love that. And we did that without Pookie. That was when, yeah. if you remember that, yeah. we, went, we had Brentford, I think, at home, Villa, Forest. Yeah. I think it was that one. Or was it Forest, Villa, somebody else? We had three games without Pookie, yeah. didn't we? And, and we Forest were in the top six that Yeah, point. yeah. And yeah, we yeah. jumped ahead of them. Um, and then we had Villa, Dean Smith had just gone there, yeah. you know, and all the rest of it. And it was like, we're playing well and yeah. these kids are growing and they're getting better yeah. and, and all the rest of it um, so that was a moment when I thought we've got a great chance here not saying win the league but being up there mm. um, so that moment all fears of oh we might just be bang average mid yeah. like no we won't we'll be close uh, for, was my opinion and then um, the night or the day I thought we would win the league was when we beat Leeds yeah because yeah. you sort of come away Agreed. from it and it was it was it was like it was close to a perfect performance. Yeah. It was unbelievably intimidating crowd, who you know treated us pretty poor in terms of you know having to walk through the crowd to get to you know things which <laughs> yeah, are like all right, not particularly great. Um, they got the reasons for doing it, and we respect that. But whatever, um, they could have gone five points clear. Yeah, yeah, you know, and we've gone. And I remember saying on the way to Dealer with Tellius on the way to the ground, she goes, "Boy." people going to be excited and I'm like yeah so don't worry we'll be free not last seven minutes they'll be gone and we were yeah because uh, to be honest I've never been as confident in a game all season as Leeds away oh my god seriously really? I went for a walk first thing in the morning I always have we the same routine on a Saturday right uh, or, a, or whatever day I take my dog out early and it's just me and my dog with my thoughts quickly what breed of dog boxer boxer so, so your dog's getting anymore. all the worst of your are you talking to the dog yeah yeah right. yeah okay. she talks about good um yeah. she's not really talking <laughs> <laughs> you know I'd be some dogs, you come on here. Yeah. <laughs> that would probably, probably make more sense. sense. Yeah, make no. more sense. Um, no, but same thing. And I remember walking back towards my house. You see my house, I'm walking around, da, 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 da. and uh, you know, I was yeah, conversation. Yeah, don't you? I think we all do. Well, I do it. And um, yeah, I've walked in, and like, even my missus is a bit like, all right, today, aren't you? good move. Because normally I'm like a miserable so and so on a match day. Okay. Miserable. Even win, lose, or draw, I am miserable. Not the guy to speak to on a match day. What's that through pressure and or? I think. Yeah, not a bit of everything really, a bit like, oh, you know, it's horrible and then if you win it's just relief, yeah. if you lose it's like, oh god, here we go, I've got to deal with this. Um, but for some reason that day I felt unbelievably confident, Wow! like unbelievably confident and I think, to be fair, what happened was I think in the week leading up to it. You're the only person the, that felt that by But way. the training was unbelievable and I remember I, sat, I stood next to Neil Adams on the Friday watching training. Yeah. And I, we, he said to me, he goes, I wish we could play today. It was like they were unbelievable. It was the really? best session I've seen this group have. Wow. And um, and we went there, and then we went to play in that manner and do that. And um, you know, let's be honest, we could have won five or six in yeah. the end. Yeah. You know, it was unbelievable performance. Um, and I remember that night thinking, I never said it to anyone. I was going to say, did you? And not even Mrs. No one. My dog, yes, but she won't tell anyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can trust the dog. Yeah. One thing. Trust, trust yeah. the dog more than any human. <laughs> um, that was yeah. For me, it was like I think we're going to win the league. Touching on, you mentioned Hux there at the start, Jack, and there's something I'm, I'm dying to get out of here. One of the one of the key things that I've noticed, which is, in my opinion, been a marginal gain this season and will be for the seasons to come, whilst you're here, certainly is, I've noticed that you've brought the legends back into the mix. Hux, Gossi, um, I think that that is unbelievably important. And, and what, why was it that you chose to do that? Because they were cast aside by mm -hmm. by previous individuals. Um, and and what, what sort of impact can... Can those legends have at the club, you know, Gossi and Hux as such? Yeah, I think not just legends. To be honest, I think I think anyone who's played for this club. Like, I have, listen, I was never good enough to play professional football, yeah. Um, and I actually think, like, imagine that. Imagine playing for the club that you support, mm. or imagine playing at Carrow Road and there's twenty-seven thousand <laughs> people who would all swap places with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
But I also think as a football club, we have a responsibility to respect our current players and ex-players. Because I think footballers sometimes get a rough ride in terms of, well, you paid a lot of money. Da, 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 da. Definitely. You know, um, and it's almost like, all right, so money means that they can't still have human being and they can't still have problems yeah. and all the rest of it. And, and I, uh, one of my big, big beliefs is any club that I work at, I want a player to, when they've played there, for the rest of their lives, go, you know what? I enjoyed playing at that club. Mm, it was yeah. a good club. It was respectful. Um, and so something we sort of spoke about was, you know, because one thing as well, Norwich is a little bit unique because so many ex-players still live here because yeah. the area is unbelievable, isn't it? So why would you move? So, you know, it's a bit sort of different. And, you know, it, it sort of, I can never get my head around that people, when was the last time oh, I haven't been here for 20 years or whatever? I'm like, what? I mean, you haven't been here for 20 years. Like, what you did for the football club, like, you should be... Mm. I'm so pleased you're if, saying If you just want to walk in, you should be able to walk in. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it was about that, but it was also then about giving our players, because we've got a lot of young players, a lot of foreign players, a sense of how much it means to play for the club. I was going to say, club. it means more, yeah. If you talk to like a Hux um, or a Holty, and you know, I'll be honest, meeting Jeremy Goss was like an honour for me, because like, he put Norwich on the map for me as a mm. kid. Because yeah, if definitely. you look at his goals, you know, I'm not a Norwich fan, I'm not from the area, but... I relate. I was in the playground trying to be Jeremy Goss because of the yeah. goals he scored. You know, yeah. like when you do. Did you, you ever recreate it? Oh, better. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, because you do, don't you? So, like, when I got a chance to meet him, it was like, wow, I'm meeting sort of Jeremy Goss here. And by the way, um, what a love, what an incredible, man. unbelievable boat. And he came in and he presented Tim Closer with his hundredth shirt. Yeah. And he spoke to the players unbelievably mm. well. And we actually took something he said and we put it on the the wall in the canteen. Amazing. Because he said. Um, so he's talking to the players and so he said a bit about Tim and Tim oh no, what you've done for this club da, 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 the normal sort of stuff and then uh, but then he spoke to the group and he said um, did you tell him to do that? We, well we asked him would he mind addressing the group yeah. but it's got to be his word we don't yeah. want to say yeah, yeah. oh can you talk about you know how lucky you can are can you tell because, this yeah 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 because yeah. um, you want it to be authentic right? Love that. So, um, but one of the things he said he goes um, he said I left my uh, lungs and legs out there on the training pitches and I left my heart and soul at Carrow Road. Wow. So we've oh taken that, we've God. put it, we've got wow. in our canteen. What because cool. when he spoke, most of the players were like, is he a professional speaker or what? Because he yeah. was like, yeah, yeah, he yeah. got them, you know, he sort of got yeah. them in a moment of like, wow. And wow. that's what we want is to create the, no, no, lads, you're not just at a football club, you're at a special football club. Mm. And whether you play for us once or 300 times, you're actually unbelievably lucky. And that's why we do things like give them their shirt mm. and we get, you know, so um, I think Hooks, who did he present to? I don't know, whoever, Jordan yeah. Rose or well, whatever. Tetty's got one, hasn't he? Tetty yeah. got one. We've got the one's debut, so Adam Drew did Max Aaron's. You know, this is yeah. Adam who's played so many games with Crub, you know, probably coached Max at some point. It's like, you know, almost presenting, there you go, that's... that's you, you know, you're here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's, um, wow. and it should mean, and, and for some of the players, they won't overly care. It's like, I don't know, signed shirt, you know, I could do without that, because yeah. I don't want that anyway. But then for others, so I remember Tim Cruel's wife and, and dad, uh, dealer Michael, invited them to a game as their guests, as we do with all the new ones or people who sign new deals or whatever. Okay. And um, she, uh, Tim's wife said to uh, to dealer, you know, clacking, you know, uh, last week, Brian Good come presented his shirt that he wore against Birmingham and all the rest of it. She goes, you know, now we're sat with the owners. In 10 years, we didn't meet the owner at Newcastle. And to really? be honest, you'd never really know you played for Newcastle around the house. Yeah. And it's like, I yeah. how bad's that? Shocking. I played 170 times for that club. You know, it yeah. should be, yeah. he should be a legend there. Now he is with the supporters yeah. and that'll yeah. never leave. And, and likes Hux and Holty and all the rest of it. Mm. Of course, we'll always be legend with Norwich fans, but they should be within our own club. Mm. We should be still grateful for them, but also learning from them as to, like, Nigel Worms had come in to present um, Tetty with his yeah. 200 yeah. shirt. Yeah. And it was like, Nigel, you know, you've got a team promoted. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah. been there. Can you speak to him about it? Yeah. You know, and some of it we didn't put out because some of it was, he spoke yeah. passionately about, no, win the league. So you yeah. get promoted, but win the league. So in 20 years, you can show your kids the medals. Oh, my God. And it was like things like that where emotional, actually, it was like, um, but it's great because you know what it's like if Daniel says it every day or people like me say it, it's like yeah yeah it's like the headmaster yeah, at school isn't it yeah yeah, yeah mm. of course be respectful say mm. please but sometimes when it's someone who like has been there mm. you go oh it's different that's why I've had people like Middleton in speaking about fear and about yeah. vulnerability and yeah. stuff because it's like you know what we could say the same things but from him it's like yeah but this is an elite soldier who's mm. done whatever he's had to do in his career I love the fact that you're right. getting people in from other sports as well for sure one of the things that I was going to say Stuart is when we went down to, to League One and Gunny was in charge and then Gunny got the sack, I personally felt at that point as a supporter, we lost our last bit of soul, to be honest with you. And I genuinely feel like now you've, you've literally injected that really hard and fast back into the club. 
I think the legends, bring legends back is a genius move. So I just want to take my hat off to you for that. Genuinely, uh, I think it's incredible to get them back in the mix for sure. Because what, I mean, what does it mean? It's not, people don't need to just be a cog in the works. It's mm. so much more than that. Mm. If you play for Norwich City, you're making history for yourself, your family. It means so much to the area, not just the people, the area, the amount of mm. money it brings in. It's just incredible. So I just want to say, like, thank you so much for that. Well, but look at end of season. Like, you know, it's, like, I'm not, I'm not an emotional guy, to be fair. I'm, I'm a miserable so-and-so. Or you were a bit over the tea. Yeah. When I said it wasn't tea your shit tea, you were really like... Mm. Yeah, but you know what? You delivered. <laughs> um, I respect you for that. Thank I'm you. not just saying that. I'll tell you if it weren't I the best. I think I'll add that to my Twitter bio. Lovely mug as well, by the it's way. It's a great mug. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, nice yeah. Mug. Fantastic mug. Can you buy them? <laughs> you, uh, you could. They've, they've all sold out now. They've all sold out. Yeah. Like the Revolution t-shirt. Do you remember that? I do remember that, yeah. sold well, to be fair. Well, my mum's got a box. Revolution. Oh, as if you brought that up. <laughs> remember that? I remember one of my mates sent me that. I actually thought he'd done it as a joke. I thought he'd like mock it no, no, up no. or something. And then That's I was like, one of our bestsellers. Revolution. I've never seen one out there though. You know what? There was a father and son who wore it on a night out on their on their first night in um, in Magaluf. Seriously? Yeah, went, went down the strip in Magaluf. Probably, uh, probably pulled. <laughs> I think. I think. Oh, definitely, definitely would have pulled in that. One hundred percent. When we survive in the Premier League next season, bring back Revolution. Yeah, I'll bring it back. It's a move. Promise them. It? Promise them right now. Yeah, I'll bring it back. Okay, good. Done. He next. can pay to give them all to twenty six thousand oh, pounds. Blimey. Maybe not. Key game. Um, Come on. Next, next, next agenda. <laughs> what were you going to say? Actually, you were, you were talking. About no, sorry. Yeah, I was going to uh, say. Like, when, yeah, but when you saw like the end of season, around the city parade yeah. thing, um, and you're like, like, no. When you see are, the city all out, yeah, yeah, we are a bunch of lucky bastards because we are. That's life changing. Yeah. And yeah. I tell you what, I, what, and I find this actually difficult. You know, I've walked through the city and stuff, and I've got people who are old enough to remember my granddad mm. coming up and thanking me, and I'm like, "Call me Mister Wet." I'm like, "No, no, 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 I should be thanking you." Like, you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. like unbelievable, and it's yeah. like it, as this summer touched me, the amount of people and letters. Don't wrong, some of the letters I got the year before were not as nice. But some of the ones where you're like, people going, oh, you know, best season we've had, and yeah. just yeah. thank you, and things like you about the legends. Like, for me, I just we're just doing our job. Mm -hmm. But when you see it touch that many people and affect that many people, exactly. we have to put that across to all our staff and players. Mm -hmm. It's not just players, it's staff as well. Yeah. You know, whether, you know, you see the pride in our kit men, how they celebrate and stuff, because it's like, it's a genuine, John no, boy, we are proud, guy. John Boy and Pete. It's like, now they are so proud to work for them, and that's so, because they we are, are lucky, are. we're honoured, you know? Um, because it is more than the club here. This place is, I know it's Barcelona, strap line, we've got to think our own, but it is more than the club. It's yeah. a community. It's And it touches so many people. And you, know, you look at the work the charity does and the work mm. that, that Soul Church you were partnered with. The amount of people that they help and work with and you think, it is more than the club. Mm. And has we should never hungry? ever forget that. Has that made you more hungry? That Seeing the city out for that moment, that, that parade, has that made you think, oh my God, like this is actually so much bigger than I thought? Yeah, definitely, yeah. 100%. Because... I've been almost getting promoted and people won't fight me. I almost took it for granted a bit because it's a bit like, I just saw what's the end result of us doing our work in it. And I know it's a bit miserable. But you're seeing that, no, we're no. not. You um, get, you see that progress week in, like day in, day out. We're yeah. not seeing what's going on at Colney. Yeah. So that maybe came as more of a shock to us because you've been mm. in there. So it's like... I remember it was it was really fascinating for, for personally my reaction to it anyway. Your, your, your first post-match interview after the home game we were promoted and whoever it was that was interviewing you said you know Stuart you must be over the moon are you going to go out celebrating tonight and your first words were you looked knackered honestly oh, you looked knackered like but you looked like like just just relief like mm. your shoulders had dropped at that point and I was yeah. like wow like this guy has been through the mill this season mm. so like it's interesting because you do see it as a job, but for us, it's like, I don't know, it's different, isn't it? It's interesting it to say is. that about your reaction. I felt the same seeing you on the you pitch were relieved. Yeah. You, you weren't quite as up as upright. It was like, oh, it's done. Yeah. Thank God for that. There was so much more smiling happening at Aston yeah. Villa as well, for sure. Yeah, Villa was like, to be honest, it was, I was so desperate for us to win the league because Daniel, the players, Delia, Michael, the fans, we actually deserved to win the league because it was like, we were the best team. You know, we were, Agreed. you know, and now yeah. we know we are, and it's a fact, but it's like, going into that game, I was like, please just win the league. And I got to say, the way Villa treated us was oh, a touch amazing. of class, you know, yeah, and 
respect. Great place to win it. So, and, and that's it. And I remember saying to Daniel, we were in the tunnel before, before he was going out and we sat there, we stood there and we're chatting and the Champions League, the European Cup's in the thing and I said, you know what, Daniel, never forget, this is an iconic place to win a league. Because you know, we could have won it at, you know, one of the new Stoic. stadiums, like a Rotherham or something like, you know, somewhere it's a bit, yeah. not soulless, no respect to it, but, you know, yeah, it's not sure. great. Whereas this is like, look at the history, the people yeah. that have come through this club and, you know, we won the league and I was saying to him about the trophy, I'm like, this is like, this was the old Division 1, this has been held aloft by, you know, and as a Leeds fan, I know it sounds ridiculous because, you know, I'm a Leeds fan and, and I don't mind admit that, I can't be anymore. When we play him, there's no one who celebrates more than one free one at Ellen Road yeah. than me, by the way, and the same when I was at Huddersfield, but, you know, Leeds is who I grew up supporting and you know, I remember saying to my mum, who didn't really understand it, well, I'm like, you know, Howard Wilkins has lifted that trophy, Gary Speed's lifted that, you know, and oh, I was saying yeah. to Daniel, like, the people who've lifted this, you know, Kenny Dalgleish and wow. Matt Busby, all these sort of people, I'm like, this is Do you like, realize, this yeah. is proper. This isn't getting promoted, finishing second, which is lovely. We would have all signed up for that, wouldn't we? Or the playoffs, whatever. It was like winning the league. It's like that's forever. Mm. Getting a trophy cabinet, bang, that's ours. You can't take it off. Does, does Daniel realize? Did, did you have to remind him of just how much of a crazy achievement it was? No, I think he probably knew more than me. To be did honest, he he, he, um, he was much more celebratory and emotional than me because I think he yeah. was like probably realised it probably took a lot longer for it to sink in for me than it did him mm. I think it okay. sinked in quite quick to him of not the magnitude in terms of the sports like, but the wow we've won the league yeah, you yeah. Know, and let, let's sort of get on another big party or whatever whereas yeah for my side it's more relief I want to talk about those scenes at Aston Villa lifting the trophy in front of the away fans for me one of the moments that is actually kind of like a highlight of the season in a really strange way was Seeing Ivo Pinto being told to lift the trophy in front of the fans, crying his eyes out, super emotional, which made me cry, and seeing the reaction of the of the players afterwards, all going over to him, hugging him, mm. he wasn't cast aside. You do not see that at other football clubs, and for me, I think that it's important to recognise that as a that felt like another watershed moment in terms mm. of the culture of the football club. I feel like the box was officially ticked at that point for me, one hundred percent. But what was it like for you on the on the pitch post post that final whistle? What was it really like looking at the supporters knowing that you'd done it? Surreal because yeah, I'm, I'm a football fan. At first. I've stood in that away end. Yeah, you know I've uh, and it used to be behind the goal. You know I've been uh, in behind the goal in the away end. I've been in there in the away end when I worked for Liverpool. I've yeah. been to watch Leeds there uh, three or four times back in the day. Um, so it's surreal sort of being on the pitch in front of that and seeing how much it meant to you know. Free for, let's be honest, we could have filled the place if we would have yeah, been allowed definitely. to. But um, yeah, it's surreal. You know, it's surreal, and it, it, you know, it's things you dream of as a kid, isn't it? it it's, yeah. You know, you dream of lifting a trophy one day and and making and so many people mm -hmm. happy. And I think that's what's been so nice is, and probably what's touched me the most is is genuinely how many people it's affected in this area. And that's why I do think it's special. Whereas yeah. I do think maybe if you're one of 20 clubs in London. Yeah. Is it really that special? Does it affect the community that much? Or is half the community going, oh, do they get promoted? Whereas here, everyone knows you're promoted. Knows. Yeah. Whether you go up to Chrome or whether you go up to, um, I went and watched the Speedway at, at Mildenhall, you know, and they're like, everyone's like, yeah, you know, Norwich flags everywhere. It's yeah, like, it's yeah. just that area, isn't it? And it's like, because, you know, and, and a lot of it's got another professional sports team or whatever, and it's, mm. it's you know, it's, it's special, isn't it? And um, to have been sort of played a little part of that is brilliant. But, but I was made up for the players, you know, that day I loved standing back watching the players and Daniel and the staff yeah. I love that and watching the faces in the fans I love just being able to sort of just stand back yeah. and watch it because you know you know what you've been through as a group and how yeah. hard they've worked and some of the arguments and sometimes they're knocking you know whatever and you know oh, I want to leave or no I yeah. want to stay or whatever and yeah. you know and, and how you've backed some of them and some of the words that some of the players or most of the players said some of the things they said to me in that week were just unbelievable when you think wow Go on, shed some light. Really? Um, I think a lot of them are just private, but just sort of sure. people like Tim Krull, you know, who, who sort of come up to me three or four times and was like, my career was on the floor. And you guys took a chance on me. And, and wow. how's it ended like this? And this is unbelievable, you know. And, you know, the young boys, Ben and Max and um, Todd, you know, you know, just thank you. You know, you've given us a chance. And it's like, well, wow. you've, taken, you've done it all. But, you know, yeah. but like people deeply, you know, Zimbo, you know, like Zimbo was about nice to finish that, playing. That but you've bred that, that gratitude in the players. That, that is insane. The fact they're coming up to you to say that and they're not afraid to come up to you to say No, that and they go well. to the owners and Dealey yeah. and Michael and say it and they go up to Daniel and say it. And that's what we have to do. And that's our challenge on going forward is keeping that humbleness yeah. and keeping that not, 
I am a Premier League player now, yeah, and yeah, I earn yeah. a lot of money. You know, we've got a, that's the thing we've got to guard against, and it's gonna it's a new challenge for me. Yeah. To be honest, so I've got to try and deal with that. I've not had that before. Yeah. Um, so it's a new challenge for me, and, and it probably will be for Daniel and stuff, and it will be for the leaders who are in the group. Of listen, you've got to keep nailing these players, yeah. because we can't lose that. Yeah. Because if we lose that, then we'll fail a hundred percent. Okay. So we're in the Premier League now. Summer has been, or the end of the season feels like an eternity ago now. It feels from the outside looking in, we're more concentrating on getting the players that took us up wrapped up for the long term, rather than necessarily looking for outsiders to come in and, and making them big money signings. Is that what you're trying to do? Yeah. So. Um, over the years of seeing teams getting promoted and stuff and I've spoke to so many people about it players who've been in them dressing rooms managers whatever and there's sometimes been a sense of alright oh, so we got you up but you aren't really looking after us mm. um, and it's like take a striker right so we got Timu he's just scored 29 goals in the league been unbelievable for us yeah. right again culturally you know, like not unbelievable just football but unbelievable person Yeah. although a quiet leader but he's a leader right so he's done all that. Imagine now we went and signed a striker and said, cheers team, we're great, yeah. thanks mate. We've brought someone who's on double what you're on. Mm. It's not only the effect it has on Timu, it's the effect it has on the other 22 yeah. who go, well, if they treat him like that, what are they going to do to yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. So listen, some of the the um, signings and the new contracts are locking in value. Let's, yeah. let's be honest, we've got some top young players. So of course mm. it makes sense that the longer the contract are, the better yeah, it yeah. is for us. Um, but also a lot of it is rewarding performance and um, you know reward you know Tim Krull rewarding what you've brought to this football club yeah. more than just the goalkeeper because mm. um, who knows we might need a better goalkeeper yeah. in the Premier League who knows you know um, you know Steepman we might need a better version of Steepman in the Premier League but you know what you deserve to give him a crack and you know what you deserve 100%. to be well rewarded for that and because we talk about respect as a club we talk about rewarding we talk about all these things it's like well we then have to act like that mm. you know as a football club I strongly believe that it can't be mm. just words or it can't be when it suits you then have to back it up because then the minute you don't back it up the minute you're dead because yeah. then they don't trust you and one thing I try and pride myself on is getting staff and players that I work with to trust you okay. might not always like it yeah. and that's completely different conversation mm. and it's fine because it's like whenever a player wants to come in and have a set two about something it's like listen I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear but I'll tell you the truth yeah um, and I'm a big sort of believer in that, but the minute you sort of lose that trust, you're dead with the rest of them because yeah. you know they all sort yeah. of talk. And um, so yes, yeah, so we've worked hard to tie the ones up. Like, That's an ongoing process. We haven't finished with them all yet. Um, but yeah, they deserve to be rewarded, and um, we yeah we have to do that. One thing I really want to bring up as well, Stuart, is Tim Krull. Uh, obviously, you, you went on record this season backing him up at a crucial time. What? What was that like? Obviously, extremely frustrating for you. Um, but but what was that like to be listening to that? Um, obviously, certain people uh, didn't uh, didn't back him at times that, that that we maybe needed it. And what was that like for you at that point, having to back him up there? I think listen, Tim's big enough and ugly enough that he doesn't need me to, to to or anyone else to sort of back him up. But the play if you remember the Swansea game because it was after the Swansea game it was where um, Dan James has twice closed him down oh, yeah. Dan James has just gone for 20 million quid to the biggest football club in the world right so he's not playing against some mug he's playing against a quick Jamal Lewis come on quickest player I've ever played against right so of course trying to play football how Daniel and we want them to play comes with an element of risk mm. and when you're a goalkeeper you are vulnerable because you're back there with a the ball you've got people running at you you know you need to pass on if it's, you know so um, and what I didn't like was First year, people moaning about how we play. I got it because yeah. you know what? We haven't shown you enough Change yet for you to get behind it. Yeah. Whereas this year, by the time we certainly by the time we play Swansea, it's like no, hang on a minute. If you don't trust us now, we may as well pack up and leave mm. because it's like crash we're top of the league, playing great football, scoring loads of goals, young players. Da, da, da. So that Swansea game really angered me to be honest because it was like no, 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 piss off! Like don't don't yeah. turn on it now. Mm. Like don't. You know, be all going. Oh, this is amazing when we're four 0 up against QPR. But oh, tonight when we're having a bit of a difficult night because we're playing against an mm. unbelievably well coached team with good players who are probably slightly underperforming in terms of league position. Don't have a pop now. Yeah. And I felt the on Tim and what I hate in football. I can live with. I can live with people booing. Um, can you? Yeah, yeah, I can live with booing. Oh, I can, I can so live with booing. people shouting. You know what I can't live with? Ironic cheers. Okay. Oh, it yeah. does my head in. 
Yeah. Call me the C word and everything before doing ironic cheers, right? Because, wow. and that's what that night, when there was a couple that he went along with the ironic cheers, I thought, nah, don't do that. We, this group of players that's don't so deserve that. That's disrespectful, yeah. And the thing is, we were going into a crucial period at the end of the season with a young team, mm. um, still a young head coach. Yeah. You know, young in my role. Every, you know, it's like we're not blessed with unbelievable experience yeah. through the club. You know, Tetty and... Um, and uh, Tim would be our two most experienced mm, players yeah. and Teddy weren't playing at that point you know so it's like get behind Tim to help mm. get behind because what you don't want is Max Aaron's going oh my god well, I'm a bit mistake, nervous now yeah. and then Ben Godfrey I'm a bit, and Zimmerman a bit nervous and then Tom Tyler, well, actually I don't want the ball mm. you don't want that and, and that's you know I come out in defence of him because he deserved it Yeah, um, definitely. he doesn't need me to do it but he deserved it as a person and, and that's the thing and you're right it's not your fault or supporters fault they don't see what he does behind his and that's not no one's fault because mm. You can't mm. see that, can you? I can't see what you do in yeah. your day job behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, I see the end result. So it's like, um, we get that, but it, you know, it was a bit like, I felt at that point, no, you know mm. what? I've got to say something here because sure. it annoyed me. No, totally. And I, I think it says a lot about you as a human being, Stuart. I think one of the things that um, I was going to say is it's like what you said about, um, you know, allowing people to make mistakes. Internally, you box that off. I think at that point, perhaps the fans were learning that our players will make mistakes they are punching above our weight yeah. and we need to back them up yeah. I think that there was a fairly rough period for, for Josh and Jacob Murphy both got some some hate yeah, yeah. as well that was very similar actually to, to Tim Krul um, so I, th- I think but now we didn't, at that point we didn't have that reminder because sometimes we sure. need educating as much exactly as and that's do. what I'm saying I think that actually in a way I think that that's now done yeah. um, that I think that was almost like a learning point for the supporters our players will make mistakes let's not mm. just like do sarcastic cheers that's just yeah, yeah. disrespectful um, boo instead <laughs> I can't believe you like booing by the way no I don't like it but I don't mind it I can live with it it's ironic okay. cheer. it's like because as a player, that's I so hate sarcasm. It's individual, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's like, no, nah, don't do that. Just call me whatever you want, but don't be sarcastic about it. Oh, yeah. lost again, or whatever. It's like, no, they just go, I think you're rubbish. Yeah, Cheers. yeah. Thanks. Um, don't, like, yeah, oh, it's just, yeah. I've always hated that, though. Even, yeah, fair enough. Even sat in the sand if I'm watching the game as a fan and I hear it, I'm like, I'll be the guy, shut up. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't be yeah. ironic. Yeah. Don't be ironic, yeah. you know? I can't be doing that. Let's let's talk about something that I think would be odd if we didn't bring it up: the away membership and the, and the ticketing, and, and everyone knows what's happened. I don't know, don't know quite what to call it. What is your reaction being to the reaction of the, the membership? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the whole scheme, it's you know we all take responsibility as a club, but you know it's Ben's area to communicate that, and and he'll do that accordingly next week. And I think we've already made a statement yeah. that that'll happen. Um, so I don't want to get into the nitty gritty of it because to be honest I don't have enough knowledge of it to do that I'm just going to add my point of view and I'm really looking forward to the club's statement on this from my point it felt odd as you've talked about there you've set such high standards that this announcement was released at 6 o'clock in the morning it felt like it was almost tried to be snuck out Mm -hmm. it felt odd that seven fans were consulted not the fans boards like they have done in the past that felt like people might not agree so let's just try and stick to the fans who'll be happy with it and sneak it through and it feels a hit on the families of four five i know a lot of people who can't simply afford to pay 300 quid Mm. to 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 get the chance and maybe not even get the chance of away tickets i know it's not your call that's um my perspective on on it anyway so i'm looking forward to the statement from the club um let's talk about players there was a lot of um, speculation regarding a certain Maximilian Aaron's last week. <laughs> Confident that he'll stay? Yes. Yeah? Yep. Good. Ben Godfrey? <laughs> yep. Good. And finally... I, lo- I love this. This could be a quick fire, couldn't it? We're, never, we're not getting any more out of it, are we? Yep. Yep. No, I like that. <laughs> uh, I'll raise the name David Turnbull. What's going on there? Yeah, so... He's chose to go to Celtic. You know, um, and it's... Did he come to Norwich to, to yeah, speak? Yeah. yeah, he was with us on uh, yesterday, which was which was Thursday. Um, talks went well, and we rolled out the red carpet as we would. Um, and yeah, and he chose Celtic, you know, which was um, his choice. Good player, good lad, good representatives. He chose a great club. Um, I'm not sure I would have chosen him after the way they spoke about him in the media, um, but that's my. Yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? But respect him for that. He's joined. A, he's joined a great club, and um, I'm sure one day you'll want to play in the Premier League at some point. And um, you know, because it's the greatest league in the world, and you know, hopefully uh, he'll get that opportunity. Um, do you feel disappointed to have missed out? 
Yeah, for sure. Because when you miss out on a player ever, it's it's it hurts. You know, it, it's because uh, you put so much work into these things. It's um, not just a quick thing. You put sort of months and months and sometimes years of, of work in, and when you get um, turned down, it's never nice, is it? Mm. But at the same time, there's always another player, and at the same time, we always talk about we want players who genuinely want to be here. And, mm. and as I said to him yesterday, when he was trying to decide, I said, "Listen, mate, well, thing you got to remember." have no regrets you've got to go where you want to go yeah. and if your heart's set on Celtic you need to go to Celtic yeah. Yeah. because you know what you'll be here and in a month you'll be like half, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going back up to Scotland you can't you know and one thing if you look at this the group of players that have been here and done so well they genuinely want to be here and they love it and they've worked hard and they've given their lives and everything to it and their families have and they've been a success yeah. whereas the ones who don't it normally doesn't mm. work you know and um, so yeah so fundamentally he's made the, he's made the right call and um, yeah good luck to him hopefully I'll We'll enjoy watching his development there, and um, yeah. One final one. Comfortable stay up. Poor, it's difficult. Uh, I'm confident we'll give it an unbelievably good go. Um, yeah, I really do, and I think that's one thing you know with Daniel, the players, and everyone at the club, supporters as well. Is you know what we're going to go in there and give it a proper good go, and uh, I'm enjoying the the fact of all the, the experts are telling us that you need to spend this and you need to do this <laughs> and you need this experts yeah it's brilliant 50 million pound goalkeepers it's brilliant I love yeah. it um, it's great because it's the same stuff we've been hearing last year about it's what you need to get out of the yeah, champ so yeah. so it's great you know and um, yeah let's go and prove people wrong let's go and yeah, embrace yeah. it let's enjoy that. it um, and you know what what I'd say is and I've said this from the start is you know what if we did get relegated we'll come back stronger we'll go again and, and whatever yeah. it is what it is um, you know We've got to just all stick together through it. And I think, you know, this is going to be hard. Of course it is. Um, but it's through them peers we've got to stick together and stick to our beliefs and mm. stick to our principles and keep interacting and keep building on what we're building because, as I think you said at the start, you feel we're probably ahead of the curve. We mm. do as well. That's a fact. You know, did yeah. we expect to get put in this year? No. Yeah. We expect to have a good season, yeah, but, you know, no. So it's like, let's enjoy the fact we're ahead of it and if we can stay ahead of it brilliant yeah. but if not fine we go again and uh, you know we won't put the club at risk we've already paid for a fantastic training ground yeah. off Amazing. this promotion tick brilliant you know uh, that's here for the next 20-30 years Yeah, long after people like myself are gone so great you know so yeah I think let's enjoy it let's embrace it let's what I can't wait to see is how our young players adapt to it yeah. I genuinely can't wait yeah, to yeah. see them playing in the biggest arenas against the best players I can't wait yeah, because it's exciting you know, is it exciting? Then. Yeah, I was going to say, you're worried about no, it. No, to be honest, I'm excited about the Premier League, yeah. nervous about the Championship, because the Championship brings a level of expectation, right? Yeah. Even for us last year, although we had no expectation, but this still has, because we're a big club in the yeah. Championship, yeah? Yeah. Whereas in the Premier League, there is an element of everyone's written us off before we start. Yeah, true. So brilliant. It's like, thanks for that. So it's like, it's almost 38 free hits, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, sure. So it's like, okay. let's enjoy a load of free Let's hits. see what we can do. Yeah, can we go and piss a few people off and, you know, do a bit of, you know, sort yeah. of myth busting. That would be great. I love busting myths of, <laughs> you know, what foreigners do on a Tuesday night in Rotherham. Yeah. yeah. We've proven that. Huddersfield yeah. in here. Yeah. You know, foreign coach don't work in the championship. You can't play football. You know, like we've done that twice now yeah. in terms of Huddersfield in here. So it's like, brilliant. Let's go and do the next. So, so, you, so you have to have Premier League experience is a big myth. Mm. They keep talking about. Maybe it's not, but they keep talking about. And you've got to spend at least 50 yeah. million. You know, the amount of calls I've had from agents going, you're in the big league now, pal. You've got to do this. Yeah. Have I? I've got to do that. Have I? Yeah. You're telling me I've got to do that. Is there a chip on your shoulder? Big one. Yeah. Yeah. Good feel it. I love Stuart. Pleasure as always, mate. Thank you so much for your time. No worries. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for the tea as well. Great tea.